McMonagle here with you on a fan on this Monday morning. On the fan, it doesn't matter. That's right, 203 on this Monday morning as we get the week started. And you know how it works. I got you for three hours, 877-337-6666. Oh. Woo! Let's just take a second. Let's just take a second and try and realize that it's not over. <laughs> Thank God. Hopefully it's not over, because I don't know about you. I was arguing all day, Friday, filling in for BT with Sal. Arguing with Sal all day that, hey, this season isn't over. The damage has not been done. I know they're missing Randall. I know they're missing Ananobi. I know they're floundering right now. I understand they're getting blown out by the Golden State Warriors. I understand that some of the pieces around the DiVincenzo looks like he's been running to the ground. I understand they've been struggling. I understand. But it's hard to be positive when Brunson goes to the ground and he's clutching at his knee. He can barely stand up to play. I'm screaming at the TV, stop playing. He's laying on the floor. They continue to play. I'm like, stop it. You have the ball. Go the timeout. And I'm, I'll be, I'm right there with you. I, I saw the season flash before my eyes because not only is it that, right? Not only was that moment so terrifying for what it means for this Knicks season, this Knicks season that we are a month away, like a month ago. A month ago, we were thinking about the Knicks as a team that could compete for an NBA Finals. This is a team as good as any Knicks team over the last 30 years. This is as much fun as well coached, as well put together as any team in 30 years. That was a month ago. And they've been riddled with injury, much like every other team. I know the back of the post had it, you know, and I heard uh, Geo Friday morning screaming about it. The, every single one of our teams have been decimated with injuries and cost any, you know, some teams destined for success, or at least you hoped, and it was floundered, or some just the hope of a positive season squandered, or whatever the case may be. The injuries have been killer. And you actually start this game with, I don't know if it's good news or whatever, it's something news. Like both, all three of the guys, Mitchell Robinson, Randall, and OG are all traveling with the team. You see clips of of Randall shooting the basketball and out on the court, and you're like, okay, hey, maybe we're on our way back. Maybe these guys are coming back. Maybe it's a positive. And then 35 seconds in, you are just sitting on your couch with that feeling in the pit of your stomach because what looked like to be a non-contact knee injury for Jalen Brunson. And that's not only about this year. It's not only about this great year and what this team could be. You have visions of, is he ever going to be the same again? That's how pessimistic 
I think all of us are. It wasn't just, oh, there goes this season, a season that some Nick fans, like Sal, and I'm sure many of you out there, already believe the damage has been done and that it will be too hard to have Randall come back from a significant shoulder injury and have OG come back and really find their way in time to get back to that team, and, and it'll forever be a mirage of what we saw in January. I'm sure there are many of you fans out there who already feel that way, and I understand why. I disagree with you, but I understand why. But to watch him fall in a heap and figuring worse your initial thought is, oh, it's an ACL. And now it's not only will we ever see January again, will we ever see that team that could compete for a championship the rest of this year, forget that, will we ever see Jalen Brunson be the same type of player? That's what happened 35 seconds into the game last night against Cleveland. And miraculously, thankfully, we haven't heard too much, but the reports are, X-rays look good, which is never an issue. I don't think anyone's – it wasn't a structural thing. It's whether or not he tore a a ligament or his ACL went. But all the Twitter doctors, that's good news. Whenever Twitter doctors are positive about video, you know it's good because they'll tell you, you know, the worst-case scenario every time. They happen to be right a lot. But apparently you could tell if you see him when he tries to walk – you could tell he can't move his ankle. Like the his foot and ankle are kind of limp as he's walking off, and that's a telltale sign for a nerve. So he banged the outside of his knee. Did look like he banged went knee to knee, just barely. It wasn't a major hit, but went knee to knee before the shot. Hopefully, it's just you know a dead leg, There's some nerve and numbing, and he was unable to go the rest of that game. But hopefully, he'll be back in short order. And we are, hopefully, we will see. I don't want to speak. We, we still got to wait for results. But it sounds like you've avoided the worst. He might be out for a week or so, which is enough for this team. I don't know how many more injuries they can handle. And forget it. Without They can't win. Although they did win this game. And that's probably the story of the night as I try and be positive about this Nick team. As I try and still hold the, the case that this team can get back to what they were in January. Here's the story of last night. This Nick team has gritty, hard-fought sons of guns on this team, to speak it uh, plainly. I mean, they have guys who step up. This is a game against one of the hotter teams in the NBA. Yes, no Mitchell, I understand. I understand. No no Levert, okay. You're down your entire, you're down your entire starting lineup. You're down four of your five starters when this team is going right. For the New York Knicks. So excuse me if I don't apologize for beating the Cleveland Cavaliers, one of the hottest teams in the NBA, who were second in the standings when they started the game last night. Excuse me if I don't apologize for beating the Cavaliers without Mitchell. And here's the thing. Here's what it showed you for me. A couple of things that you take away from this game after the after the Brunson injury, and hopefully he's he's going to be okay. He's probably going to miss a little bit, but hopefully it's it won't be a big deal. It won't be an issue for him, and he'll be back, and he'll be fine. That's what we're all hoping. It seems like we avoided disaster, and let's just hope for that. And so what did you learn from this team? What you learned is, is this group of players, DiVincenzo, Hartenstein, Hart, Achua, 
Deuce McBride, what you learned about this team is they can't carry you for a month. They can't win on a regular basis without their stars, but they are still capable. And that's what I'm looking for. They can still step up when need to. And when their role is situated back to where it should be, when Randall comes back, when OG comes back, when Brunson is back and ready, these guys still can come up. DiVincenzo, if he's not running to the ground and exhausted, can still hit you six threes in a game you need it. Hart can go out there and get a triple-double. Have 13 points, 10 assists, 19 rebounds. I had to double-check that. 19 rebounds in 45 minutes. Hit a dagger three-pointer. McBride, the same thing. Hit big-time shots down the stretch. These guys are capable of being that depth that this team possesses that few others have in the NBA. They showed you they still have it. They're not going to be able to carry this team for a month. They're not going to be able to carry this team for three weeks. They are going to lose basketball games if they are asked to do what they did last night on a regular basis over a long stretch. That's true. That's what we've seen. I think it's a fact. I don't think the uh, the the Burks trade and the uh, Bogdanovich trade has been useful in that aspect. We talked about when that trade was made. It had a two part. It had two prongs to it. One helps stem the tide while the injuries are are uh, still a significant problem for the New York Knicks. Step in there and take some minutes and help this team win without their stars. And then the second prong is be that depth piece. Don't be those depth pieces that you need when the stars come back. Phase one looks like it's failed. Bogdanovich has not been the same player he was in Detroit. And Burks, uh, forget about it. Burks is, let me ask you, here, to get off on it, let me ask you about Burks for a second. Burks was brought here, at least as I thought, as the main piece of trying to give you that secondary guy who leads that secondary unit, who comes off the bench when Brunson needs his time because you can't play Brunson 45, 46 minutes a game. So you bring in Burks. I know he doesn't, I know he's not a point guard necessarily, and that was my issue with the trade, but still, that was the value of him, right? To come in, maybe get his own shot, score some points, and be that guy when Brunson's not on the floor. Brunson goes down 35 seconds into the game, and Burks plays 11 minutes. And McBride plays 47. McBride plays the whole game. And he played great. He had a great night. Four for nine from three-pointer. I said I hear that he hits a dagger three-pointer down the stretch. He's a plus 11. Scores 16 points. Plays 47 minutes. Plays good defense. Had a moment where he shook a defender out of his, out of his shoes. He played well. But if McBride is that guy who's going to come in and play for Brunson, then why did you make the Burks trade? That trade has, is, has not fit nearly as well as the OG on an OB trade. Has not worked at all. And they're still, again, they have not stepped in to be the pieces to help carry the team in the meantime, but they can still be those secondary pieces when the time comes when the superstars are back. I still feel that way. I still see this from this team. And then the other element is I'm not scared of the Cleveland Cavaliers. Forget it. Forget it. That team is soft when it comes to the New York Knicks. I don't care how hot they are. I don't care if Mitchell plays. As long as Randall and Brunson are back, this team doesn't scare me.
out-toughed and out-rebounded again. Out-rebounded 47-39. to 39. They, 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 you know, they go at Mobley. They go at Allen. They have, no, they have no problem getting to the basket. This Cleveland Cavaliers team can win as many games as you want. And if you talk about losing seeding, Right, is the Knicks are probably going to lose games as now Brunson's going to be out for a while as you're still dealing with Randall missing time and OG Ananobi missing time and this team's not going to be that good. It's just not because there are nights when DiVincenzo can pop up and hit you six threes. It's not going to be on a nightly basis and we've seen him fade. Same thing with Hart. Hart's not going to be able to play 45 minutes a game and give you a triple-double all the time. And Hartenstein's still dealing with his own injury. And McBride's not going to play as as well as he did last night all the time. And Bogdanovich has been, you know, one for six last night from the three-point line. He's he's shooting much worse than he was in Detroit. And Burks, forget about it. It's It's been a disaster. Early returns on the Burks trade is a disaster. So they're not going to be able to do it to you on a, on a nightly basis necessarily. So they're going to lose games. They're going to fall down the standings, right? That's what me and Sal are arguing. The damage is done. You know what? Let's hope for an early matchup against Cleveland. Because this team is tougher than that Cleveland Cavaliers team. This team is better than that Cleveland Cavaliers team. To lose to lose to lose Brunson 35 seconds in. And again, I know Mitchell wasn't playing. The the, the Knicks have lost their entire starting five. I don't care. To lose him 35 seconds in and to still have this performance and to still out rebound and to still out tough and to still out fight. Give me the Cleveland Cavaliers. God, hope they fall back and, and 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 set up that first round matchup. But this was a huge win inside the Eastern Conference for the Knicks, and I'm going to choose to be positive because we had our hearts ripped out 35 seconds into the game, and we were not only pondering what's going to happen the rest of this year, but what's going to happen the rest of Brunson's career. Like, I don't know about you, that's where I was. I'm I'm watching a torn ACL. Now, it's not only this year, it's next year. Will he ever come back and be the same? And thankfully, it looks like it was just a bang knee, and we'll find out x-rays are, were negative, and the, the news around it is optimism that it's just a nerve thing and a, bru- a bone bruise, and he just had a dead leg, and he'll be back within a week or so. But you watch this team continue to step up. I know that it hasn't been the same. And I understand this team hasn't won a lot of games, and they were 4-8 and eight in February. And DiVincenzo, who stepped up immediately after the OG injury, has faded here. He rose again last night and was 6-14. for 14. But I look at this team, and I see a bunch of tough, gritty players who can step up when they need to in big games and can be those secondary pieces to the stars when they return. And we saw Randall shooting around. OG Ananobi and Mitchell Robinson traveled with the team to to Cleveland. If they come back, this team is not dead. In the meantime, it's going to be a struggle. Nights like last night are not going to happen all the time. You're not going to get the efficiency from DiVincenzo on a nightly basis. You are not going to get McBride giving you 47 minutes of the kind of basketball, both defensively and offensively, that he gave you last night. Hart, as much as we all love him and as good as we know he can be, he's not going to give you 45 minutes and a triple-double on a nightly basis, which is what you'll need to win without the stars of this team, and they can't do that. 
but they can do it from they can do it when they need to and they can be those secondary pieces if they're not running to the ground and that leads into another conversation we'll have throughout the course of the show is despite the injuries and despite the need to win all these games to keep their head above water you're seeing it now Brunson has a bone bruise who knows what it is Hart's going to play. Hart can't play 45 minutes. This coach is going to have to ride this thing. It's going to be a fine line between winning games and making sure you don't ruin this team when the guys come back. They need DiVincenzo to be able to still be this guy, even if it is on a, you know, an other, every other night, every third night basis. When the stars come back, you can't run them into the ground. There is a fine line here of winning and making sure this team can get to the finish line because ultimately that's what we're talking about. We're talking about a team that can hopefully get back on track and figure out a way to be that team we thought they could be in January. And I saw signs last night of toughness and this depth stepping up and playing when they knew their leader was down, when they watched them leave 35 seconds into the game. Nobody hung their head. Now, they don't know what it is. It looked as bad to them, I'm sure, as it did to us. He could barely walk off the court. They lost their leader, their heart, 35 seconds into the game, and nobody hung their head, and nobody felt sorry for themselves. They went out there and kicked the tar out of the Cleveland Cavaliers, who were one of the hottest teams in the Eastern Conference. On the road. I love the makeup of this team. I love it. And I refuse to believe they're done. And I refuse to count them out. And I refuse to say the damage is done. And I refuse to say there is no hope. Not until we get these guys back. Not until Randall comes back and shows me he can't be the same. Not until OG comes back and shows me that elbow is a problem. Not until you know Brunson comes back and isn't the same off of this knee injury. I don't know. Until I see definitive answers on these guys being unable to return to the players they were in January, I will still have faith they can be that team again. And I think last night you actually got the gamut. You ran the gamut of disaster into celebration. You got that moment of of sheer, the season is over, followed by, look at these guys. Look at these sons. Look at this. Look at the way DiVincenzo played when he knew he had to. Look at the way Hart led this team when their leader went down. Look at the way McBride stepped up and played every second of the basketball game after 35 seconds in. Look at what this team can do when asked upon to do it. They can't do it every night, but when they need to, they'll be there for you. And as long as they still have hope of returning these stars, if they still have hope of having OG and Randall and Brunson on the floor, I don't care where they're seated. This team has a chance to return to the being the one of the best teams in basketball like they were for the entire month of January. And I'm not giving up. 221. McMonagle here with you on the fan, 877-337-6666. So everybody just take a break. We avoided disaster, hopefully. We avoided Nick disaster. And we'll hopefully continue to get him rolling. And speaking about rolling, has anyone paid attention to what Juan Soto's doing in spring training? Has anybody noticed, anybody watch these games, anybody see him give you an incredible at-bat every single time at the plate? Anybody see what Anthony Rizzo's been doing? It's spring training, and I don't care. The Yankees lineup looks good. 
6666. We'll get to that. We'll talk football, of course, as the quarterbacks run up the draft. And now, oh, J.J. McCarthy's going top five. The Giants might have to trade up to get J.J. McCarthy. What are you, crazy? What a what a crazy time this, this combine is every single year. They rise, they fall. Nobody knows. 